This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. It is a hump day Wednesday, and it's good to be back in the chair. Welcome back. Right here on ATL Day Ones. I appreciate it. I appreciate that, T. It's good to be back. And, you know, I say I'm a little darker, you know, because I got a little tan there. And uh, or my lighting messed up, you know, we'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> but uh, we got a lot, of, a lot of good stuff on board for today. We're going to start off with the Atlanta Braves. We're halfway through the season. Who needs to be better in order for them to keep this run going? And also, we'll then we'll jump into the Atlanta Hawks. Wow, it is quiet on the tip. It started off with a lot of making a lot of noise, but now it's getting a little quiet. What is going on? Do the Hawks need to make another move? We'll t- explain exactly why or why not. And last but not least, you know, our boy Chadwick Bozeman has, has been gone for a couple of years, and it might be time to bring back T'Challa. We'll discuss that and for the culture. But before we get there, T, the, like I said, like I mentioned before, it is we're halfway through the season right now and the Atlanta Braves are have been on an absolute roll they get the win last night seven to one gets the St. Louis Cardinals and Ian Anderson start like you said he's looked a little shaky especially mm-hmm. specifically in the fifth inning when the base is loaded and he was like all right you're gonna get out this inning or what he right. was able to get out of it but it seems like he struggled in the month of June there's no secret about that um he had his high um ERA throughout mm-hmm. the entire season in that month right. so but he, I, th- I think it was pretty good to kind of see him kind of get back on track and get out of those those sticky situations. Agreed. And it's nice when you get run support, right? So yes, that's always you, helps yeah, early you, on too. <laughs> yes, when you get a five run inning to start off, that's a good look for you. I believe that that builds confidence, and that just tells you, hey, you can kind of take a breather relax and take this game slowly and it seemed like he was just a little bit more in control just a little the confidence seemed to build as the game went on and I I like the fact that and I'm gonna go in another direction as well Ian Anderson Mm -hmm. that was it was a good look but for me the best thing outside of the the big bats was Tyler Matzik because and Colin McHugh as well because Mm -hmm. when I spoke to when when I talked to Sam about this yesterday. Of course, Sam Crenshaw guesting with us uh, for the last day yesterday. We talked about the kind of the good, the bad, and the ugly of the first half or the best and the worst. And for me, and where we wanted to see improvement, I said that bullpen. Absolutely want to see the A team step it up. But I also preface that with saying, I do know they're getting people back, right? right. So yes. Kenley Jansen is, is on his way. Tyler Matzik is back. And last night I felt very comfortable with the A team. I was like, wow. I said, okay, middle relief. Okay, closer. Oh, all right. So that to me was a good look. Tyler Matzik, I know, you know, maybe didn't have the velocity there. It was around 95 miles per hour. So you hope that his velocity picks up. But a scoreless inning, a scoreless inning after you've been out for two months from the Braves, that was a, a true highlight. And I think just a positive as we near the all-star break. No doubt about it. Like there are so many things that, you know, that have been going so well for the Braves. And yeah. like you said, to lose a guy like, you know, um, uh, 
Tyler Massick, you know, for a couple of months, you know, mm-hmm. as given especially what you know what he did in the World Series last year and that absolute amazing run mm-hmm. that he went on, uh, personal run that he went on. I think mm-hmm. it was it was something it was a sight to see, especially when he went with the behind the backstab and oh you know, throw, throw, it, throw, it, throw the man out at first. But I was like, oh my God, this dude yeah. out here showing out, man. So yeah. it, it was definitely cool to see. For sure, but you know, tell us before before we want to talk about who needs to be better for the Braves, and we're going to discuss um, who needs to keep it going, who needs to yeah. keep that run going in order for the Braves to go ahead and catch the Mets because they're two and a half games back, y'all. This is about to get real, real, real quick. And but before we get that, Tanitra Batiste, tell them about who we got taking care of us for this particular segment on ATL Day Ones. And it's our friends over at Bet Online. That's your number one source for all your betting needs, all your sports info. You can find out all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, information on sports wager wagers. And you look at the fact that Major League Baseball, this is a great example, Braves match. You might want to go with an over-under on who wins this division. You might want to go with an over-under of how many games ends up separating the Braves and Mets. Of course, I'm going to say Braves because we hope they win the division. Or you mm-hmm. may want to go with an over-under on, based on where the Braves are midway through the season, what does the back half of the season look like in total wins? All of that is something that you can not just bet on, but you can get the information that helps you with betting at Bet Online. So that's your best spot. They give you scores. They give you podcasts. They give you news this season. I've even gone to a couple of their podcasts just to get some insight because Jarvis and I, we have to know the over under on things as well so that we're aware and can share with you in a quality fashion and give you accurate information about particular games or or postseason playoffs, all of that. So this is where you get the information. It's fast. It's easy. You can even check in on some of the niche sports like MMA and golf on this site. So again, Just head to the website. You can use your mobile device if you want to learn about trends and actions. It's really simple. BetOnline.net. That's where the game starts for you. BetOnline.net. And where the uh, second half of this season starts, I think in order for the Braves to continue where they are, T, I think it's, you know, like there has to be a certain group or individual that, it has to continue to do what they're doing, right? Because like there's a formula that's been mm-hmm. that has come with the Braves, and we've we've seen it, right? We've been yeah. following this team really closely, and I think that for you though, I think what group specifically needs to kind of like, all right, we need to keep getting this from you all, you know, mm-hmm. in order for the Braves to go ahead and um, uh, eventually catch up with the Mets. I go ahead and speak that into fruition. Right, right. Well, you know, I've I really like seeing what the bottom of the order has been able to do. And so if, if the, and it depends because of course we know there have been some ships here right. and there, but if we look at uh, the bottom of the order and particularly Michael Harris, the second, if we look at that part of the bottom of the order, I really, really love what they've been able to do and hope to see them keep doing it. So that's going to be my one a actually, I'm going to leave it there. Cause I want to answer the other question you have, but I want to hear what you have to say too. So I'll leave it right there on the the good of who I want to see keep making it happen. 
And when the Braves were trying to figure things out and, and they started to really come out of that rut, that, that long winning streak that they went on, it was mm-hmm. the bottom order that was carrying them because I yes. think they were being the most productive. And then when you have inserted uh, rookie of the year, Michael Harris, right. I, I think <laughs> that... <laughs> See how I'm speaking things into uh, fruition right. today. I'm, 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 I'm being a prophet today. <laughs> so uh, when they inserted him into that bottom lot part of that order, I think that was, mm-hmm. that was something that has really gone well for them. So I'm definitely on board with that. But I think that it has to be the pitching rotation. Sure, I think sure, that for them to continue to do what they're doing, remain consistent, keep those mm-hmm. runs low, and keep those ERAs low, yeah. and, and, I, and, and give those low. bats a chance, yeah, and keep those keep people off base. Yes. I think that we've kind of talked about that with pretty much every guy in the starting rotation. Like, all right, keep the guys <laughs> off base, keep those yeah. ducks off the pun, we'll be straight. And, and I think that that's the thing that we've been – watching them do mm-hmm. and I think they need to continue that in order to be uh to remain consistent because you know you got a guy like Max Freed and you see Charlie Morton you know he's starting to figure things out and start to you know really get on a roll and you have Spencer Strider coming out of nowhere essentially um to be that fifth guy in the rotation so um I think if, if, the, if the starting rotation is able to remain consistent and continue to do what they do mm-hmm. I, I think the Braves will be able to keep it going but on the other yeah. side of that team who needs to be better? Like, cause we already know, like there are different aspects of this team that right. have been doing really good, doing really well, but there are some people have been struggling. So who you yeah. got as far as who needs to be better in the second half of the season? Right. I'm going to go with left shark. And mm. that's what I'm going to call Marcelo Zuna from now on. <laughs> oh, left you shark. remember left shark from the Super Bowl with Katy Perry <laughs> and left shark was doing his own thing. I just go with left shark. So literally, I just want him to do better. And look, I know we have to keep him in the rotation somehow, some way, because he's going to give you the long ball. That's what you have him for. You don't have him for doubles and singles or anything in the cycle. Just hit the long ball. So he is giving you a fair amount of that. I think he's been coming in around the 273 mark. Mm -hmm. All I need you to do is when your number is called for left field, just be adequate. Just don't make any errors. Don't add anything to the equation for the other team. I think that would be huge if we could just get left shark right. No doubt. And and I agree. That's who I had, too. I had Marcel on as well. But I'll bring another aspect into it, right? Like, because, you know, him being in the DH, that's the ideal yes. position where, yes. where the Braves so, would like right. him to be, right? Exactly. That's so ideal. that's oh, the conundrum. You're right. Right. Yeah. So, but there is another guy who may make the all-star team mm-hmm. as, at the DH position. That's William Contreras. Well, yeah, right. So exactly. Who was at the bottom of the order last night and did yeah, some things, right? Exactly. So I think that if you aren't able to be consistent in the field mm-hmm. and you aren't able to pick it up from, a, you know, at the plate, I think they're like the Braves are so deep. Yes. You know, that they have your replacement yes. ready and waiting in the wings mm-hmm. if you don't, you know, you know, get right. And I, so I think that um, we both agree that Marcelo Zuna is a guy that the, the, the Braves need to see some improvement from in the second half of the season. But, T, um, really quickly, yeah. um, you know, I, we as I've been kind of thinking about the Falcons, you know, as mm-hmm. we're going through the dead period and everything, and the kind of thing that came to my mind and just start – 
you know, kind of start to dwell on, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about the Falcons potentially moving, making some additions on the offensive line yes. late, right? Or right around training camp or during mm-hmm. training camp, uh, once cuts are made. Yeah. But start to get started thinking about the defensive line, right? Because, you know, we have some guys that are going to be playing defensive end in that, mm-hmm. you know, base formation for the, the Falcons that nobody's never heard of. Let's just be right. real. Let's, yeah. keep it, let's keep it real. And yeah. then we got some – you got the rookies that they, they were brought in, Arnold Epichetti and mm-hmm. D'Angelo Malone. Mm-hmm. Those guys, you know, are expected to uh, improve that pass rush, right, yes. even though they're young. You got Lorenzo Carter from a free agent. Mm-hmm. He was brought in as well. Yep. But just from that – defensive end standpoint yes I, I think that it seems like the Falcons are kind of banking on whether those guys and take one Graham and Marlon Davis it seems like those guys are the guys they're expecting to approve like the, do you does that sit well with you I don't know about you it kind of kind of rumps my stomach a little bit but that, but how did that how did that make you feel as far as with them being on the roster and not making any proof yeah. making any additions going forward Right. And and I definitely think there have to be some additions out there. Right. And right. because when we look at those kind of the three pockets, right, we look at the secondary, we look at the linebacker core, and then we look at the guys up front. I feel like we're both confident and most people are that this secondary is going to do well now that A.J. Terrell has some partners in crime, so to speak, with Richie yes. Grant coming out and having something to prove. And you've got Dean Marlowe out there and, of course, Casey Hayward. So you feel like mm-hmm. that group's fine. You also feel like confident about the linebackers. I know we've pressed for time, so I won't go through the names because you have already. I feel like they're going to do some things. When I go and look at that defensive end room, I get concerned. When I look at the tackles, I get concerned because I feel like, okay, other than Grady, everybody else is kind of in prove-it mode because we still don't know. What is this, three years in, what we're going to get out of Marlon Davidson? We don't know what his body's going to allow for. Taquan Graham is still in a space of dealing with injuries as well. We don't know what we're going to get from him. And then, like you said, when we look down the depth chart, we just don't see what we need to see if, indeed, we want guys up front who are going to be that, for lack of a better term, that first line of defense. So, yeah, I think the Falcons, I expect that Terry Fontenot is still out there looking for some guys to shore up uh, the the front line, the the D line. Yeah, I don't think Terry Fontenot – is a guy that is going to rest on his laurels because right. I feel like he had he knows that he has to be constant constantly looking like he was last mm-hmm. year. Yes. You know they brought in Anthony Rush, they brought him off of the street, and he helped the run game. You know, um, you know significantly. You know mm-hmm. because you know the Falcons were struggling, yeah. struggling trying to stop the run and pass in the past. So right. they were, you know, and when they brought Rush in, they kind of stabilized that thing just a little bit. Um, and I think that he's going to have that same mindset going into uh, 2022 for sure. Mm-hmm. But coming up next, though, T, Atlanta Hawks started off with a lot of – made a lot of noise with DeJounte Murray. Then they made the trade of Kevin Harder. Yeah. Now that is quiet, what is Travis Schlank thinking? We'll try to dive into the mind of the president of basketball operation next, right here on ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and T. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to ATL Day Ones. I am Tanitra. This is Jarvis, and we appreciate you guys for coming back and joining us each and every day. Thanks for subscribing to our YouTube channel and just rocking with the whole Locked On Sports Atlanta family. And also, wherever you download your podcast, keep downloading our podcast and giving us five-star reviews. We always appreciate the support and the feedback because, hey, we listen to what you guys have to say. And we also have our ear to the streets 
for NBA free agency because it is still ongoing. It's been a quiet couple days, but it's still ongoing. Of course, we know that the Hawks made their big splash early last week with the announcement that they traded to get DeJounte Murray. And it's a great, that was a great move. It was one of those sneak moves, however, because he wasn't one of those free agents that everybody was looking at because nobody knew that the Spurs were even interested in trying to shop him, right? Until he came here. Now we know that it was probably in the works for a couple of weeks. That said, then there was the trade of Kevin Herter, which I think shocked a lot of people. So he yeah. goes out to Sacktown yeah. and Mo Harkless and Justin Holiday come here. And of course, Aaron Holiday gets signed from the Suns as well. So just continuing to have that backup support for the backcourt. But there are still some pieces that need to be added seemingly as the East has continued to get better. So Jarvis, does that mean Schlink, Travis Schlink, Landry Fields and company, still are working on something big you know what to be honest with you see i feel like it has to be right and me and, and not i mean i know everybody want to you know think about oh yeah the, because of john collins no not necessarily john collins i think that just from a just from a perspective of a global view of this of this squad going forward right you know because i think that if that player is still out there you mm -hmm. know um because I think, you know, in the beginning, we talked about different different players like who were untouchable, right? Beyond, and I think that, you know, Trey, I think it started off with, with Trey, just Trey Young. Trey Young's the only yeah. one that's, you know, is coming back. But as, you know, things started to come along, we started to find out more information. We noticed that DeAndre Hunter was mm -hmm. probably going to stick around. We know mm -hmm. that they didn't want to get rid of him. Exactly. And then when the trade of Jante Murray, Mm -hmm. And you know now that Kevin Herter is gone, it's kind of like, right. all right, well, who's next? And I and right. I think that it could be John, mm -hmm. but I, I think that you know there's a still a possibility of a Capella potentially, yeah. maybe around you know for them to kind of figure out what they want to do, right? Because I think they have some flexibility, right? Because we know they want to get Onyeka Kongu more minutes. Yes. Okay, how do we do that? Do we remove the guy that we think that he can play the four consistently? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or do we move the guy out that, you know, still kind of, you know, fairly young, but, you know, mm -hmm. to NBA standards, but not necessarily a spring chicken in Clint Capella. Right. Or, and, and bump him to, down to the five. So I right. think you still have some flexibility down in your front court to kind of mm -hmm. make a move. But, you know, it's just. But when you think about the, the landscape, right, because you yeah. have to have a trade partner to trade yeah. with somebody. And, and I think the first person that names that come to mind that's still out there is DeAndre Aiden. And that doesn't really move me too much. Yeah. I know he's yeah. he's younger. Mm -hmm. He's not the rim protector that Clint Capella is. Right. And, but I think he can be you, the offensively can be a little bit more flexible with Aiden uh, in there at, at that position. So I just I think there. I like the – it might not be a one specific move or one or two right. specific moves that the Hawks can make, but I do like the fact that the Hawks are actually flexible mm -hmm. in what they can do because they have still have some, some, some moving pieces on their roster, up and down their roster that they can make, you know, to potentially get somebody that we might not even see right now who right. might be available. Right, and for me, it's the positionless basketball. Because if you look at it from that perspective and not so much, okay, who's going to be the three, who's going to be the four, who's going to be the five, it may be a situation where you just get a guy who is a stretch. And right. that stretch guy can then be in the lineup when you don't go with the traditional one through five. So maybe mm -hmm. you go with three guards 
and two forwards, just, you know, here and there because, and of course, Golden State is kind of the the bell cow for it and right. really the blueprint for how you do positionless basketball. But that to me could be an option as well, which would allow you to maybe keep a John Collins and a Clint Capella because you're not necessarily taking their place, if you will. You're not necessarily looking for somebody to take their place, but you're looking for a positionless guy who you can just shift around as needed. And he could, but he could be a strong second unit person and Mm -hmm. not that Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson are positionless per se, but they're those strong second unit pieces that almost feel like, like a true extension of your, your starting five. So that's the other piece there, because for me, the appeal for DeJounte Murray was the fact that he was on nobody's radar, nobody's because he's not a, a free agent. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. I'm yeah, looking, yeah. so that's what I'm kind of digging into. I'm literally Jarvis every day kind of going through different rosters and saying, hmm, wonder if maybe that's a possibility for a trade of, of nobody who's a free agent, but just a team that is willing to be a partner the way the Spurs are willing to be a partner. And speaking of partners, there is a company that maybe some of you guys want to partner for if you are looking for quality online jewelry that Jarvis is going to tell us a little bit more about. Go to BlueNile.com. That is the jewelry company that will make sure when you're ready to pop the question, celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. That's the place where you want to go if you're trying to figure it out. Because I know for me, T, you know, you know, when it comes to that process, yes. like it can be stressful mm-hmm. because oh, yeah. I, you know, I, you know, cause you know, but, but Blue Nile is going to simplify that thing for you. Right. Because they have the online tools. They let you use the, choose the diamond shape, the size mm-hmm. and the clarity as well as the setting style. Nice. You know, Blue Nile's um, uh, bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. So mm-hmm. she, she will not see another woman out there with that same exact ring and we know how important that is yes. when you're trying to select the ring because you know i'm sitting up here stressing about what i'm gonna buy for my wife you know or what ring i should get and mm-hmm. thankfully my wife was very helpful in that process and hopefully the, your, your your partner and whoever you're engaged to they'll help you out as well but bluenile.com got you checked out and get and here's how they're gonna take care of you you know when you're making that moment, you know, when you're trying to figure out what to do, go to BlueNile.com. And for all you listeners of mm-hmm. Locked On, you get $50 off of $500 or more. That, that is the code. All you got to do is use the code Locked On. That's code Locked On. Every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packages that won't give away what's inside. Shop yeah. stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNow.com today. Put in the code locked on. As in speaking of forever peace, other than Trey Young, I don't know that there's a forever peace with the Hawks, especially <laughs> because players move right. around so much. So much, so, yes. Yeah, so we think we've seen some inklings of short-term forever, uh, you know, in, in this uh next two to three year window because it appears that with the departure of Kevin Herter, that kind of cements bogey, at least for now, Bogdan Bogdanovich right, yeah. to be the leader of that second unit subject to change. Uh, and then you mentioned that the three position seems like DeAndre Hunter is pretty cemented there. And right, then at much, the yeah. four, 
there's where the question might come or the five, but I still say, I, I agree with you. And for me, Jarvis, it's not even, it doesn't matter whether the Hawks make a big move because who knows that opportunity may not be available because real talk, if you're thinking about Kevin Durant or you're thinking about a DeAndre Ayton, it may not be a fit as far as what the asking price is from the Nets or from the Suns, right? And real talk, there may just be that guy who has so many restrictions on, you know, his contract. Like I'm looking at, you know, DeAndre Ayton. Okay, he's a restricted free agent. So it's not like you're going to just get him or even a Colin Sexton. You know, he's a restricted free agent. So when I kind of look down this list, of players that are still available, I don't really see anybody who is viable for the Hawks as far as what they need in a big name. So I go back to, I think I just want to see them make some moves, but not necessarily a person that we all have on our radar. I kind of want to see Landry Fields and Travis Link be creative again. Let Let me see what you got in the bag for somebody that none of us thought could make a difference, but could get you hopefully leapfrogged into the top four of the East. I'm with you T basically earn that paycheck that you, right. <laughs> you yeah. know, Landry Fields got a promotion. So I'm assuming that, you know, I don't like to be in all of everybody's pockets and stuff like, you know me, how I get down when it comes to money, but yeah, you got a little bump. So yeah, it's time to go ahead and make the bread. And we already know Travis Slank is, is working the phones, trying to figure out, what is going on with the Hawks and, and see how they can get better because that's been the mantra, that's been the mantra, right? Figure out how to get better. And I think they've gotten off to a really good start so far. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because again, with some of these additions to the backcourt, if nothing else, it gives you the opportunity and the part the departure of Delon Wright and I assume the impending retirement of Lou Williams. It just gives you pieces. So now it becomes okay, let's get some more pieces on the wink possibly to for that front court, as you mentioned. So speaking of nostalgia, because I think about Lou Williams and I think about nostalgia, right? Mm-hmm. Thinking speaking of nostalgia. A lot of us have nostalgia from a couple years ago about what we want to see now that some pieces have moved to something that is very close to us. So Jarvis and I are going to talk about that on the other side of For the Culture right here on ATL Day Ones. Final segment of ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Ooh, it is such a good, good, it just feels so good for me to just be back in the, in the chair. I'm just chilling. We're talking <laughs> about, you know, uh, you know, what the Hawks and the Braves have got going on, the Falcons, yes, what yes. they need to do. It's just been a really, really good show. And we thank mm-hmm. you for rocking with us throughout the entire show because yes. that's what we assume you do because you love us. You appreciate yeah. us. And, you know, because you love us and appreciate us, you know, wherever you download your podcast, here's what you do. Just go to where they do the reviews and stuff. You know how they got the little five little stars right there. You know, don't stop at one. You know, just go all the way to the right. Five stars. Just remember, go to the right, five-star review, and give us a little note in there because, you know, so everybody else can figure out or find out about how great we are because that's just how we get down Um, because that's what we do right here on ATL Day 1. But, T, this is For the Culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. And sometimes wherever the heck we want to talk about, because that's just how we get down. Now, we all know that Wakanda Forever (laughs) is the second rendition of 
you know, Black Panther, you know. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I'm messing up my mic here. I'm, I know you got excited. excited. Yeah, I got super right excited. Now. You know, yeah. I kind of, you know, I got to do like my home, like the homie, you know, uh, right. go to do the, do the move. And um, we know that Chadwick Boseman was a Black Panther or T'Challa. You know, he was referred to in the movie. He passed away a couple of years ago. But, you know, as the, you know, a couple of leaks of what the characters are going to look out, look like, um, have come out and people starting to see them and you know how, how social media how things get start to get rolling there was a, a young man in in Chicago who's a film critic you know talk explained how and it, it ended up going viral and he explained why uh, they should recast um, T'Challa because you know when you think about Spider-Man and Superman and all of that those you, you can't kill off those characters those characters have lived on past the people who played those those specific characters and mm -hmm. and he said if you kill off the i mean essentially if you don't recast the character that means you're killing chad with bozeman again and and mm. i i wouldn't go that far right. but what i will say is that he got me with the whole part about the character is always going to live on and yeah. we all know that most of the times that you're always going to remember the first right in mm -hmm. so many situations, um, <laughs> whether good or bad. And we know that the child, <laughs> why are you looking at me like that, teacher? So sorry, y'all. <laughs> There's so much stuff going on in my, my mind right now, I'm trying to keep the 12-year-old down and keep the grown drivers yeah. going. Um, <laughs> yes. Stay focused. <laughs> I'm coming back. I'm here, right here. Uh, so, mm -hmm. but I think that, you know, I think he really, he made a really good point as far as the character living on. And I, and he convinced me. I, I think that they should recast uh, T'Challa. Now, I think they need to do their homework and do their yeah. due diligence and make sure they get it right. But you know, what say you, T? Yeah, that's a tough one. That's mm -hmm. a tough one because I do agree with his point. That is probably the most salient point I've ever heard yes. about why you bring him back along with the fact that, and no offense, because the first cast was an ensemble cast, right? Yes. So uh -huh. you had so many heavy hitters in that cast and those individuals are coming back. I get right. that. But he's still the central force. He's still the center of the story. So mm -hmm. it's difficult to go forward without the center of the story. I don't know that those other characters are strong enough as characters to kind of move the story movie, forward. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I agree. If you're going to do it, and I'm not so sure I even am ready to see it, quite honestly. Right. So I guess the emotional tie for me might still be there. But if you do, you better recast that like spot on. It has mm -hmm. to be the perfect person who may be out of, like, out of pocket. Mm -hmm. We love just because we love that person. Yes. Like, yeah. Ooh, I got one, T. Mm -hmm. Ooh, ooh, I got one. But before I tell you who I got in mind, tell them about Coffee AM, about what they got going on with our new friends, our new partners uh, yeah. up, in, up, in, up in Canton, Georgia. Yes, yes, absolutely. And listen, if you're driving through Atlanta traffic, like most of us are, especially for that morning commute, it doesn't matter if you're on the road like me at 5.30 a.m. or if you're in the Ooh. thick of it. I know, right? From 7 to 10, coffee <laughs> a.m. is what you want to invest in. It's an Atlanta-based small batch coffee roaster, as Jarvis just mentioned. So you should definitely check it out 
And it's the best small batch coffee roaster in this country, not just Atlanta, not just Georgia, but in the US. So listen, it's the freshest coffee, like I said, that you can get because most of the coffees are roasted and shipped same day or pretty close to it. So it's only current crop specialty grade coffee and they have a huge selection from all over the world organic fair trade direct trade expertly crafted blends espresso flavored coffees and for me it's the gourmet tea because i absolutely love tea so that's what i'm most excited about when it comes to talking coffee am that they really have more than just coffee available so they're local that's something to remember that they're roasting right in our own backyard so go to coffee am dot com backslash locked on today and take a look at their full menu of coffees teas and even gifts coffeeam.com backslash locked on and use this coupon code locked on at checkout you'll get 15 percent off of your first order of coffees teas and gift sets coffee am again is the best small batch coffee in america that you absolutely need to check out and i absolutely vouch for it because i had me a big old cup this morning Ooh, still sipping on a little bit and it keeps me going throughout the day. Now, T, yeah. the person that I had in mind, yeah. what would you think about Jamie Foxx as T'Challa? Well, you know, he played Ray Charles to, to the T. Now, yeah. now, I know T'Challa is a fictional character, but... Mm-hmm. I think Jamie Foxx can probably pull that thing off. T, what say you? Yeah, that would be a really, really good one because we're already invested and engaged in him as an actor. So Mm -hmm. I believe because we have an established relationship with the actor, Jamie Foxx, we would be able to do with him the same things that we did when he was in character for characters such as Ray Charles. Because I walked away from that film and literally said, oh my God, I truly forgot that was Jamie Foxx. And that's what he, and that's just an example of it. But I even um, saw a movie recently that he did where it was Spider-Man. I think it was Mm Spider-Man 2, where Mm -hmm. he played like the nerdiest of guys, but Spider-Man kind of took him in or took him under his wing. And I was like, Jamie Foxx can just morph into anything. So So yeah, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that. And the only other guy I would have gone with, and forgive me because all of my This Is Us people are probably ready to show me out right now because I can't think of my guy. But, um, you know, he would have been a good guy. Sterling K. Brown, I was thinking, I was like, there we go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sterling K. Brown would have been excellent if he had not portrayed the character of T'Challa's half brother's father um, right. and gotten killed off in that first episode while he was in America. So right. other than that, uh, he would, I think, would have been a great one. But yeah, I like Jamie Foxx. I think that's going to be a good look. And hopefully the Braves will win tonight because a win of game three wins them the series. They've got yes. Max Freed on the mound. And you know what he did to the Reds last week. Seven masterful innings. So we're looking for Mad Max to get it done again tonight for the Braves. They are starting the month of July hot again. Four and one to start the month of July. So we may not be able to use Jarvis's mantra of undefeated, but I tell you what, we can use they winning because they still winning, just like we are here on ATL Day One. So when you stop by, we feel like it's a good look and we feel like we're winning. And when you stop by and check out Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, that's a win for you guys too. So come back, check us out tomorrow, and we will talk Braves. And who knows? Maybe we will talk Hawks. We'll see you on the other side tomorrow. You all come back now, you hear? Thank you.